You're listening to the Moms Working Overtime podcast, the community of women you've been searching to find for so long. We bring together our mamas-in-waiting, brand new moms, stay-at-home moms, working moms, and the moms who maybe just have a little bit more experience than the rest of us. We're all here for community, support, and finding ways to show up better for our families each and every day. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I hope you love what you find on today's episode. Welcome back to the Moms Working Overtime podcast and my absolute favorite thing that we do here, which is our Thursday interview series. And today is going to be a really fun episode, something a little bit different, but opening the door to a new collaboration on the Moms Working Overtime podcast. I am going to be working with my friend, Jeremy Mullins. He's a registered dietitian. We've been co-workers in the health and fitness industry in the overall health and wellness field for a few years now. Honestly, he's kind of a mentor to me. So I love that I get to share him with you all, but he and I are going to be collaborating. Jeremy has an incredible podcast, the Jeremy Mullins podcast, and he also helps women, men, anyone when it comes to their overall health and wellness goals. So he's very knowledgeable in that area. And you and I both know that the better we take care of ourselves, especially in motherhood, the better equipped we are to take care of the people that we love. And what makes Jeremy the perfect person to bring on the podcast to do these collaborations with is that he's an incredible dad. And I know that these Thursday interview series Uh, episodes are usually me interviewing other moms, letting them tell their stories, share their experiences, share their knowledge with you. And while typically my episodes with Jeremy will just be bonus episodes that are shared on the Moms Working Overtime podcast, today was a little bit more of a fun one. Jeremy and I got together and just chatted back and forth about all things parenthood, health, wellness, finding the time and not feeling guilty taking care of ourselves, even touching on making sure that you're collaborating with your spouse and making you making time for you both to take care of yourselves. And so I'm super excited, not only for this collaboration and all of this additional information to come to the Moms Working Overtime podcast, but I'm excited to share this interview today. And it's a little bit of a different experience because Jeremy almost interviews me. This is originally created for his podcast, and I wanted to be able to share it here to reach this community as well. So while I hope you enjoy it, just know that next week we're going to return to the typical style, typical setup for these Moms Working Overtime podcast interviews. I hope you all love today's episode. If you connect with it, if you connect with Jeremy, if you connect with what I'm speaking about please reach out to either of us and ask us for help in your health and wellness journey. This is what Jeremy and I are here for. We both have a personal mission of just helping parents, helping everyone show up better in their own overall longevity, their overall health, so that they can show up better in their roles. And the role that we talk about here on this podcast is being a mom. You will show up better as a mom if you can take better care of yourself. So Listen to the episode and drop your thoughts below. I cannot wait to hear. And I will be back on Monday for your Moms Working Overtime pep talk for all of you mamas that need it. And hey, just in case you haven't heard it yet today, you're doing a really amazing job. Okay, let's check out this episode. Welcome to the Jeremy Mullins Podcast, where we take a deep dive into different educational topics to optimize your life. And I am super excited today to bring on a friend, bring on a past colleague, and our newest person that will come on the Jeremy and Friends episode, uh, Lena. 
Hellman. Elena, what's oh, up? Elena. I know. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Listen, I, 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 everybody teases me. I grew up in, in you know, southern West Virginia. The listeners know that. Like, I was used to names like Bob, Mary, Tim. And then we get all these pretty names. And, and, and I, I mean, I've, I've probably called you Elena before multiple times, right? E-A. I always tell people, as long as it's nice, I will answer to it. Uh, see, so what you're saying is you've been called worse. <laughs> no, not often. Not often. It's, it's usually highly supported. <laughs> awesome. So Elena is a working mom, but also helping others. And, you know, I, I'll summarize the, the title of your business or or I like it, the a niche. We can only say a niche. So yeah, it's your business, but your niche is, you know, mom's working overtime, right? And you're out there helping mothers, you know, navigate this, this journey in this world, you know, which is, I like to say it's, it's motherhood, but it's also, you know, being successful in motherhood. Absolutely. And and I think it's helping moms realize what they're capable of, not just when it comes to their health and wellness, but just everything, building their confidence and figuring out, hey, I can find that joy again. I think a lot of moms go through motherhood in survival mode. And so I wanted to create something where I could help them see just what's possible and how amazing this experience can be. Well, I am super excited to have you on and, and bring on, you know, and, and I hate to say the female aspect because, you know, coaching, we see trends, Right. And, and for the listener, like the big trend that we're going to hit on and we're going to talk about today is the fact that my mom's out there, you know, well, and my, I mean, my mom goes into this category too, or, and, you know, but my moms I've worked with, you know, throughout the last 20 years, a lot of them are caregivers and they, they, that is their role in the family. That is their role in their profession. It is their role as their caregiver. And unfortunately what happens with that is they do kind of put themselves on the back burner and don't take care of themselves. And and I know it's easy to say like, Hey, you know, make sure that you fill your cup first, you know, before helping others, you know, fill theirs or the classic, um, what's the classic airplane, you know, put on your oxygen mask first, but this mom feels like she's drowning. So when you tell her that they just laugh it off, they're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like, listen, they're not going to put their oxygen mask on. They're going to drink some wine (laughs) and be like, ah, you'll be okay. So we get it ladies. Like, you know, and there's a lot of parallel, you know, to guys with this, but yeah, I love the saying in your, in your Instagram, you got, you know, you help busy moms reclaim their joy and their health, which I think is is very important, right? You know, both and both you and I are wellness coaches. Um, it's what we practice on. And, and, you, and you're like me. It's not just about, and I'll put this in perspective, ladies, it's just not about getting to that look that you're comfortable in your bathing suit. No, I actually tell my moms, if you're focused on that, you're going to fail. I, I feel like if you come in this and that's all you want and that's all you're focused on, then we're setting ourselves up for failure from the very start. And so I really dig into one of the things I always ask my moms is, how's it going to feel when you get where you want to go? How's it going to feel? Because I'd rather chase a feeling than a look. And usually what that comes down to is I feel less guilty because I'm more present with my kids. I feel more confident. I feel like I can go out and do different activities with them and I'm not short of breath or I'm not worried about what I look like when we do those. And that's what we're chasing. We are not chasing physique. And I think when they keep their minds focused on that, they're just so much more motivated. They find those small wins a lot easier. hundred percent. And, and, you know, and once again, as we go through this and we, we have you on multiple times and I, we're going to talk about lady things and, you know, but I want the listener to know, even if you're a guy, it's a lot of the stuff is still going to apply. Right. But I, but, you know, I'm trying to think of like, was the, the initial book I read on relationships, um, man's version, men are from Mars, ladies are from Venus, I think. I think oh my gosh, you're, you're like throwing me back to grade school. I don't remember <laughs> 
<laughs> God, you're making me feel, I, I was thinking more of college with that one. Um, but <laughs> it, it, and even for Katie and I, like, you know, it, what I've learned over the years is like, you know, a assuming things are, is bad in relationships, but mm-hmm. we just think different, right? Like, listen, 25 year old or probably 28, 29 and below Jeremy had no idea what empathy was. Right. And, you know, I'm the guy that wanted to fix things. Right. And instill, I mean, my favorite, you know, for young couples, you know, that if I'm helping someone, you know, through relationships or trying to get them to understand is like, guys do think a little bit different than ladies. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that once you kind of step back and learn that you're able to make some adjustments. So I think, you know, from, from the perspective of coaching, you know, ladies in this wellness journey, that's something they have to realize about their self. Their feeling sometimes is just, it's, I don't want to say it's genetic, but it's just, it's driven in us to mm-hmm. think that way, if that makes sense. Right. Like guys want to, it's yeah. all so instinctual. Guys want to fix it. Right. And I love, we'll, we'll have to find the link to this to put it in the show notes, but um, the nail in the head video where the, it, it truly has this lady, like when she has a nail sticking out of her head. Right. And they're having the conversation, husband and wife. And it's like, she's like, it's just throbbing and it hurts. And the guys that are looking at the nail and he's just like, let me just pull it out. And she's like, it's not about the nail. Like, <laughs> Jeremy, the- this reminds me, honestly, I talk about this all the time in motherhood, in the mom space, more often than not, we just want to be validated. Like, I bet it is throbbing. You have a nail in your head. You just need that validation sometimes that, you know what? It's it's valid to feel that way right now. Yeah. So that's what I want to get to. I do want you to give a little bit of history of just, you know, who you are, what you're doing right now with moms working overtime, you know, what you offer um, from that aspect. And, and I'll say this, like any of my ladies out there, like, you know, if I bring guests on here and you're like, man, that sounds interesting. Like you're working with me on the first form app. I am okay if you send me a message like, hey, that conversation that you had with Elena was awesome. I want to go over and work with her for a little bit. Guys, I will not get upset about that. Trust me. Anybody that bring on this podcast, you know, they're on here for a reason. You know, so I just want to put that out there. Like, you know, she's a wellness coach too. And if you're a female and you want to go spend some time with her, maybe to work on some of the things that we bring to light, I am 100% on board of that. Don't think that you'd hurt my feelings. I am totally good with that. I will ask you, send me a message. Let me know, you know, <laughs> like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go over here for a little bit, but just putting that out there uh, from that aspect, but let's give a little bit of uh, the listener, a little bit of background information. And, and once again, a little bit more, you know, about moms working overtime. Man, I'm humbled by that, Jeremy. You're you're my mentor in this space, someone that I look up to. So, Hey, if you're working with him and you're listening, you have an incredible coach, but I love collaboration. I always say the same thing to the coaches that I bring on to, to my podcast as well. So a little background on me, my journey or my story, I should say, really starts when I was working in healthcare. So I have my occupational therapist degree and was working in healthcare. And I just found that I could be more proactive when I helped people earlier in life, learn more about nutrition, learn more about exercise. What I was doing in healthcare felt so reactive. I was getting people later in their life who had just not taken care of their body for decades. And we were really just trying to manage symptoms at that point. And so I got more and more interested in nutrition and exercise and started just helping people on the side for free. I wasn't charging anything. I just thought what I was learning was super interesting and I wanted to share it. And it led to a career in the health fitness supplementation industry where Jeremy and I got to know each other and I got to really pick his brain and learn so much from him. But when I had kids, everything changed. 
And I think a lot of moms have this realization, you know, I got pregnant and I started to think about it and you always feel more confident in your first pregnancy. You're like, I'm going to have this kid and they're, they're going to fit into my lifestyle. It's going to be okay. We're going to just find a balance. It's, you know, it's all going to work out. And then I had him. And first of all, they put that baby in your arms and everything changes your priority list. What what do I do now? (laughs) First of all, I can't believe they're going to let me walk out of the hospital with this small human, but you, you have this priority list in your mind. And when you get handed that baby for the first time, that whole list just gets completely jumbled. It's, it's totally different than what you walked into the hospital with. And so I had that moment where I, the things I thought mattered a heck of a lot just didn't anymore. And I started to want more time. I wanted to be able to give more attention to this new little baby that my entire world was revolving around. And so that just weighed on me and weighed on me and weighed on me until finally I just had this dream I had to act on of, you know what, I'm going to build something that allows me to not only spend more time with my babies, but I'm going to help other moms do that too. I'm going to help them feel better about their motherhood journey, more joyful, more confident, just like we've been talking about, because I think so many moms go through motherhood in survival mode and I wanted to change that. And so I started, you know, just thinking up this concept of moms working overtime, which actually has nothing to do with punching the clock. And we can talk about that. It's, it's about all the things that we do as moms in overtime hours that we think don't matter, but they pay time and a half. The things that we do to invest in our own health and wellness, the things we do to invest in our children and our marriages, anything that we do is moms working overtime. And let me tell you, if you're a mom, you work overtime. Well, <laughs> it's not negotiable. Like, you, you don't, you don't clock out. What are you talking about? <laughs> you never clock out. <laughs> well, and, and I don't know about you with your first one, but like, they didn't give us that owner's manual either. That's supposed to no. come with that little no. tiny human being. You look to Google and Google's the enemy. Oh. Google just makes you think you're doing it even more wrong than you initially thought you were doing. But it, it is, it's it's a journey. Yeah. And if you're a new parent out there, guy or gal in this, like, you know, hey, it's okay if your your priorities change. Like, I think it's a good thing. Like you, you could have went into having your first child thinking that, no, th- this is still going to matter. This is going to be this. And and those things aren't going to change. It's okay if those adjust, like it's okay if priorities adjust a little bit or they just for, for a certain time frame. And then, you know, don't stress over what you don't know. That would be my other thing. Like I, I think a lot of people and, and Katie and I went through this, you know, at certain sta- uh, stages of our life. And we just did in the past couple of years, like where you look around, you're like, are we doing this right? Like, why are we so, you know, and this was with our third one, right? You think you would get better. And, and you're just like, you know, what is it? And and I remember we just sitting down looking, I'm like, you know, Katie, I was like, I think we're just, you know, we're putting things, the expectations we're putting on ourselves is just not there, right? We've got, you know, this, this infant, we just, you know, moved across the country. We have a new house. Like who cares if our laundry is not done, you know, a hundred percent of the time and the house is not clean. Like, yes, we were able to do that for a time period. Cause we got like a schedule with two kids and, and the balance, right? Yeah. But then we we added the third and you added a big move in and like, you know, we struggled for a while with that. Every and kid start- is so different. Oh, Even our wow. second, you know, we're navigating newborn stage with our second now and everything that worked so well with our son does not work with her. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, man, I, we had it so figured out. <laughs> so I know there is so many different topics, right? And and that's why, you know, I want you to be on, you know, on the regular as as a friends of the podcast. And that way we can pick one thing, right? Because you know, you mentioned earlier, you might have over mentioned this. You have your own podcast, right? So <laughs> you guys make sure to go check that out. We'll put the the uh show and I don't have the name of it memorized. Just mom's working overtime. Okay. Pod- yep. just podcast, we try and right? keep it easy. Moms yeah. have enough to remember. 
So, you know, that's another resource for you guys to go over and hear some stories, you know, that I think is going to be good. Um, but today I do want it to be, you know, kind of fat loss, right? Like the mindset around, you know, dropping some weight because the the reality is like, that's how I got started in this field. That is my, you know, usually main goal that people come to me. Um, you know, like, I, I, for example, I had a great message on Instagram is this gentleman come over and, Hey, I stumbled on you because, you know, you, you, the results that you're producing fits the mold of what I am. And before I looked at everything and, and I just like, you know, I saw the name, I saw it was a guy and I, and I messaged back, like, let me guess, you're a middle-aged guy that needs to drop some body weight. Um, and you've been fairly active, got a little bit of muscle tissue and, and, but you need to lose, lose some weight. And he comes back and goes, you're a hundred percent correct. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. You know, so I, I want to stick with that. And I know there's a whole lot of other things, but I think the mm -hmm. topic and the conversation and the mindset that you see in ladies, um, you know, coming from, okay, they decide that they want to make a change that is related to fat loss. That's where mm -hmm. I want to stick at. That's the lane I want to stay in today. And I want to just hear like what you see with that. Like, what are the struggles? What are they thinking? And how they, of course, they can overcome those thoughts and those, those processes they're thinking. Absolutely. I will say, Jeremy, what I see, this is every single, I, I don't like to use absolutes, but I would say 99% of the moms that come to me, they have two limiting beliefs that we always have to work through. The first one is that they don't have time to take care of themselves. That is the first thing that they automatically, they just think they can't get amazing results because they don't have time. And the second thing is that they have to starve themselves. And I think that's where I immediately blow my clients' minds because I'm like, hey, we're going to do this manageably with three to four resistance training workouts a week. And they don't need to be an hour, hour and a half long. And also we're not going to be starving and depriving ourselves at a high level to achieve the results. And it always amazes moms that it just takes a little bit of investment in yourself and you can still feel satisfied and have good energy through this process. They think it's going to be this huge sacrifice all over the board. Love it. And, and, and what she's saying guys is nothing back to, if you look at the, the original podcast I have on here, right? Resistance training, not low calorie diet. Right. And, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. If you've been taught that I want people to understand that, especially females, mm -hmm. right? There's a, um, I had to use a, a, the term stigma, uh, stig stigma of, if I could speak stigma, there we go out there that it has to be low calorie and a bunch of cardio, mm -hmm. right. In order to, to produce results, no resistance training, walking, and then making sure those calories are actually probably higher than a lot of ladies are used to. And I always say this to my ladies, like generally I'm increasing your calories because we're increasing mm -hmm. that protein, which is going to increase the overall calories. So all of a sudden, you know, they've been on 1200 calorie diets before. And here we have them eating 16, 1800 calories and they're losing weight. And they're like, how it's is this fun? Happening? Yeah. Like, it's fun. <laughs> how is this happening? Now you touched on it and I want you to go in a little bit deeper there of the belief of like time, mm -hmm. right? You know, so speak on that. Why do you think that is, you know, a thing where the moms think that they don't have, you know, enough time? And maybe what are some tools that you help them, you know, realize and prioritize their time? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest problems, Jeremy, that I bring up with a lot of things related to motherhood, and this plays into a lot of other topics as well, but social media is almost the enemy. They're comparing the expectation to what they see on social media, right? So they may see a mom who works for herself or, you know, is able to stay home, but has help with the kids and goes out for this gym workout. That's an hour and a half long. And she films all this beautiful content. She looks so well put together. And I have to remind them, 
you have to check yourself when it comes to where your expectations coming from, because that's not what most of us moms look like when we get in our resistance training or our walk. We like, you know, I was doing my workout last night, for example, I was wearing my daughter on her, on my, um, wrap on my chest. So I could only do movements that I could do with her on my chest. My son was playing. So I had to stop every 10 minutes to make sure he was, you know, in the yard playing with his toys. Maybe he fell over and he was crying. I got interrupted 50 times in a 35 minute, you know, resistance training workout. And I have to tell moms that's okay. You know, if you have to be interrupted to get it done, that's okay. It's not going to look perfect. But the other thing I bring up to them is if you do only have 10 to 20 minutes alone, let's maximize that. And that's okay too. And it's just letting go of that expectation that it's supposed to look a certain way or be a certain way in order for it to be perfect. And where this intimidates moms, I think, is because of that expectation, they think that if they're going to take care of themselves, they have to find all this time to set aside that is 100% for them. Like, where am I going to carve out time in my day that's just me, that I have help with the kids or that the kids are asleep, which ends up, you know, they think about losing more sleep then. And it's not about that. I tell them, hey, if this seems like a big challenge, if this seems intimidating to you, what if you just started doing little workouts in the living room while the kids are playing with their toys next to you? What if we just started there? What if we just started with walks and we throw the kids in the, on their bikes or in the stroller and Jeremy, I always credit you. I'm like, man, my friend, Jeremy, he always talks about the benefits of walking, 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 walking. And I'm like, mama, put them in the stroller and just go for a walk. You don't even have to start with that resistance training. If that intimidates you right now. And we just start somewhere by overcoming that mindset of, I don't have time. One of the things that I will do with the mama when she starts working with me is we will do a um, time assessment. So oh, we you will stole, go you stole through. It. Okay. I'm sorry. I did learn from you. So I feel like this is your fault, but we'll go through and audit their time for two to three days. And I want to see, I always tell them, I know it's a lot of work for those two to three days, but I want to know what you're doing every 15 to 30 minutes for two to three days straight. And be honest about what time you get up, what time you go to bed. If you take a nap, whatever that might be, you're not, I'm not here to judge you. I just want to help you. And so I have them do a time audit and come back to me. And that's where we find those 15 to 30 minutes here and there where they can prep some food. They can go for a walk. They can do a workout in the living room because the kids always like to color on Saturday mornings for the 10 minutes that they stay engaged with that activity. Whatever it might be, we find those little windows where we can stack a habit with what's already already happening. I love it. Pulling some stuff out of there that you just mentioned. You know, Once again, this goes back to, I think, podcast one I did on, on habits, right? So you're talking about stacking a habit. And remember, guys, and gals, what that is, is you're, you're taking the new habit that you want to put into your routine and stacking it on top of the habits already there, right? The analogy I always use, because it's very easy, is, hey, we brush our teeth every morning, right? You need to get more water in, drink a little bit of water mm -hmm. before or after you're brushing your teeth. Simple way to stack yep. that habit. And you mentioned it. I had wrote down, you know, as you're going through there, you know, a 24 to 48 hour recall. And I love it, right? You know, we do this with almost everyone, okay? Because you know, a lot of times, you know, we're like, hey, I don't have time. And the reality is we just haven't prioritized time. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll also be the, the person to say, I get it. There is going to be phases of your life that you won't have time, right? <laughs> and, and, and like you said, you know, then you have to look at, okay, how do you balance it all? Right. Maybe it is you, you, you know, ladies, you talk to your mom, you know, or you talk to a family member, you know, once a day or once a week. Cool. Take that phone call, put the kids in a stroller and go do all that at one time. Right. Mm -hmm. You're just, you're trying to find times to be more active, you know, inside of that. So I love that. And, and it truly is guys, it is tedious, but we're saying, write everything down and we call it pivots. Right. And so like 
today, for example, if I was doing the 24 hour recall, when we finish this podcast, then I would write down, finish podcast, you know, go to restroom. Right. And I'd come back from the restroom. Okay. Jumping back into the app to answer messages. And then if I answer messages for 45 minutes, once I make another pivot, I would write that down. And it is very tedious, but what the, you then learn is like, Oh, I've got a little bit more time. It's so eye-opening. Usually the scrolling is what gets them. They're like, oh. man, I scrolled for 30 to 45 minutes. And I'm like, yes, yeah. well, this is where we we identify that. And that was my other notes, guys. Hey, social media is a highlight reel, right? Social media is a highlight reel. And I've gotten better um, about what what I do is I just, if if I don't put things on there, right? I'm not now like, I'm not, you know what? I'm not just going to post because I know that that's what I have to do to make sure more people see my page, you know, to get more, you know, followers or more likes, which in turn, what I'm trying to do is just get more clients and help more people, which is a good thing. But what I've learned is like, you know what? No, if I'm just, you know, I'll either A, tell people like, hey, I've taken some time off social media because I just wasn't in a good headspace and here's the reason why, but I'm not going to fake it. And that's the thing that I've learned in that social media aspect is like, guys, it is the highlight reel for most people. That is not real life. No different than an actor, a comedian, et cetera, right? When they go out and do their story or go do their post, lights are coming on, camera action. And you should remember that, right? And that doesn't mean I'm saying, guys, that like everything out there is a quote unquote lie. I'm not saying that, but you have to understand it is a highlight reel. So please don't make those your expectations in that comparison game. I, I think that's especially hard in the parenthood space too, Jeremy, because we do compare how our children behave, how our children look, how our house looks, how we look and, yeah. you know, a, our overall health and wellness goals. I, I remind the moms the same thing you do. I say behind her camera is a messy kitchen, you yeah. know, behind her pictures of her children looking beautiful are the tantrums they threw. And, you know, they might have these beautiful matching outfits. They don't always look that way. And you have to remind yourself that you're seeing 30 seconds of a day that was 24 hours long. <laughs> it doesn't always look that perfect. And hey, like I said earlier, like Katie and I, we were comparing to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because we were able to once again, do the laundry. <laughs> That's crazy as sound, but I think people smile <laughs> about it. We were able to fold the laundry while it was still warm. Right. We, we made it through that phase in life. Like we, we, we had made it. <laughs> and then Definition we went, of made it has changed. Right. And then we stepped back and we hadn't made it anymore. We were not able to do that. Mm -hmm. Now there might be, you know, laundry that's sitting in the dryer in there. Right. Like, and I'm, Hey, I need to, you know, change it over. Maybe it gets done today. Maybe it doesn't. And we mm -hmm. had to, we had to you know get to the point where we were okay with that. Right. Again. And, and until maybe Bridget gets a little bit older and, and, you know, either she starts school and we free up a little bit more time or whatever the case is. Right. So I want people to remember that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Right. We're speaking of, okay, dropping some body fat, you know, changing body composition, getting the workouts in no matter what that looks like. Right. Um, you know, whether they need to be interrupted, et cetera. Okay. And you also touched on, Hey, your calories might be a little bit higher than mm -hmm. what you're normally used to. Okay. Yes. Now, so both those at physical and nutrition, speak a little bit more of the mindset. You know, what is probably, you know, once again, no absolutes, but probably the biggest trend, you know, in those females when it comes to, you know, maybe week two, week three, you got them moving in a little bit of direction, but they're not there yet. They're not seeing the good results. What's the thought process that unfortunately seeps into their minds? They want to quit. But I always tell, so when a client starts, Jeremy, I tell them, you're going to want to quit on me sometime between weeks four and week six. You're going to want to quit. But actually, you're not quitting on me. You're quitting on yourself. That is what I tell them. You never quit on me. 
Um, but you do quit on yourself. And I tell them you will not quit between weeks four and six. That is our agreement because that's the time frame when it's, it's mindset over everything else. And the reasoning for that usually is that sometime in those first four weeks of us working together, they got sick, their kids got sick, some new sports season started, something has changed, a wrench has been thrown in their schedule. And, and now it's just a matter of overcoming those, those limiting, limiting beliefs again. So what I'll do is I talk to my, my mamas and I'll tell them it's not all or nothing. And we're going to establish that from the very start that helps them when they get to weeks four to six and they want to quit. They're starting to maybe not see, or maybe they're not seeing the results they thought they would be seeing because of expectations or commitment to the program, whatever it may be. And so I'll tell them right from the start, it's not all or nothing. I want you to practice that if you have a day where the task list isn't completely checked off, that you just wake up the next morning and you do it again and you execute and give it your best effort. And if you showed up today and you only had 35% to give me and you gave me 35%, you gave me 100%. And, and that's okay. But eliminating that all or nothing mindset is key to keeping them engaged in this long term. And my mama's, I, I have a mama, Jeremy, she started with me when she was eight weeks, eight or 10 weeks postpartum. And at this point, has absolutely crushed her goal. In her progress photos, she puts her son each time. So we've watched him grow up as as she's losing the weight and looking amazing. It's it's so incredibly cool. But we've constantly worked on that all or nothing mindset of, hey, if you're looking for perfection and that's your determining factor of, yeah. man, if I can't be perfect at it, then I'm going to quit. Then I'm going to lose you. I'm going to lose you. But if we can get over that all or nothing mindset and you can tell me, hey, I didn't get in my workout today, but I went for a 20 minute walk and I hit my protein goal and I hit my water goal. And I'm like, cool, you won the day. That's yeah. amazing. We're going to keep going. Well, and I think of that all or nothing. And I, I still think, you know, because we see that just in in general population, right? You know, males and females, mm -hmm. you know, but also in our moms, I, I also think there's some outside influence, Right. And, and whether that be other moms, you know, or just society in general, like it's okay, right? Well, it's okay if, you know, you've gained weight, you know, you've had, you know, two or three kids and, and, and I, I, I'm a believer to that, you know, to a certain degree, right? Like, and I always say this, I don't compare myself now, you know, pushing 44 as I did 24, right? It's two decades of change. My body's mm -hmm. different, whether I'm talking about sport and performance, right? Or whether I'm talking about like, you know, how I carry my weight, where am I carry my weight and things like that, right? There is accountability and acceptance of, of what choices I do have, but there's, you should stop the comparison game, mm -hmm. right? But I think a lot of ladies, you know, unfortunately they get comfortable and they think that the only way that they can have success is if it's all or nothing, right? But that's such it's a mindset thing too, Jeremy, in my opinion, because we, we blame, I, I don't like to say blame, but, but it is an excuse. We, we use the excuse that our kids are the reason that we can't get healthy. Our kids yeah. are the reason we can't take care of ourselves. And I tell my clients, you are the example for your kids. Would you, if your kids grew up and they lived the lifestyle that you are living right now, would you be proud of that? And that's a challenge to them. We have to live a lifestyle that we would want for our kids. We have to live a lifestyle that we're proud to role model for them. And that's a mindset they have to overcome too, is your kids aren't your excuse. Your kids are your reason. And so as we work through that, eliminating that all or nothing mindset, we remind ourselves every step of the way, Hey, if your kid had a hard day, what would you tell them? Well, I'd tell them to get up the next day and try again. And I'm like, that's what I'm telling you then. And I see this like right now in, in Katie's coaching, um, travel softball. So, you know, I, I am, you know, 
getting to go and spend time at these softball tournaments and seeing, you know, how many parents come in and, and of course they're different ages, right? Mm -hmm. There is a lot of a sacrifice. So, so all of you parents out there that are doing travel sports, good for you. Like that is an investment in your kids and, and absolutely amazing. But also there's a lot of downtime during that day that I am not seeing a high percentage of people get up and move. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, that's where like we're talking about here, changing the, the narrative, you know, and changing the mindset of like, OK, what can I get in? Yes, I've got to travel three hours to get the kids there by eight o'clock. Right. But then they're going to be playing all day. Cool. Mm -hmm. When is your time to walk? Right. Walk the fence during the game. You can still get that. You yep. can still make that time, you know, for yourself in in, in those situations. So um, and you mentioned something that we're trying to teach our kids and. It was a conversation we had yesterday and I thought it was so, so profound, but it was like, you know, why do we have to read for 30 minutes, dad? And, you know, my, my conversation came up as like, you know, because it's going to make you better. Right. And I want you to understand that I'm not saying people are good, bad, et cetera, but I don't want you guys to be average and how you get above average and you get ahead is like, I want you to be physically active every day. And I want you to read 30 minutes. Those are the two things I want you to really focus on, you know, in this, this season that we're in. Right. And I think it's the same thing going back to our parents or to our mom specifically is like, Hey, you have to realize like you deserve, right. To have success inside of a fat loss journey. You deserve to make time for yourself, even though sometimes that time might look a little bit different than it did mm -hmm. in our twenties and thirties or before kids. Absolutely. And, and I think the, the piece that you left out there, Jeremy, is you don't just tell them to read 30 minutes and tell them why it's important. They see you read 30 minutes. That's, that's the piece that is so important there as well as they see mom and dad investing in themselves and humbly admitting that there's always more that they can learn. I know that Jeremy, you are not a coach that just coaches off of what you knew 10, 15, 20 years ago. You're a coach who is constantly reading research and studying and learning and bringing new concepts and presenting new information to your clients. Well, I, say, I am much better now at 44 than I was 34, much better at 34 than I was 24. And I hope mm -hmm. I'm much better at 54 than I am 44. And let's be honest, like I enjoy doing this. So I hope I'm even better at 64 <laughs> than I am now. Right. And it is you you absorb it and you and you and you go out and you teach that. Now, one thing that I do want to kind of say here is as we're telling towards the end of today, and this is where I, I I do this on social media every so often, and it's one of my favorite things to post about. And it is for those moms out there that have, you know, a couple jobs and three kids, right? And you have that that. 25 year old social media influencer that comes on and says, Elena, all of us have the same 24 hours in a day. <laughs> Jeremy, you need, you're really going to start me on this soapbox. You, you need to be up in the gym on every Saturday morning, putting two hours in at the gym and having your makeup on. Listen, I get it. Yes. We all have same 24 hours in a day, but we don't. Right. No, we and, don't. And, and, and that 24, 25 year old guys, just hasn't experienced life and they don't understand yet. So yes, their concept and what they're trying to get apart is the same thing that you and I are talking about. Like, Hey, go do a two to three hour recall of what your pivots look like, what your days look like. We're saying there's time out there. We are teaching you a tool to figure out there's time out there, but we're not going to sit and tell you that, you know, we understand that there is obstacles and there are after school practices and there are dishes to be done, laundry to be done, you you name it. There is a lot of obstacles out there. 
but you have to you have to put yourself first in the the, the mindset and know that you can have success. It's all about the expectation that you have. Is your expectation realistic? Because Jeremy, I just I just talked to my team about time management and I told them, I will not tell you we have the same 24 hours. No, I don't have the same 24 hours that some of you with three or four kids have. And I definitely don't have the same 24 hours I had before our first or before our second. It changes every single time. Each different chapter of motherhood presents new challenges. But what I have learned is that I do have time for what is a priority to me. And Before I had kids, that time was 60 to 90 minutes in the gym, six days a week. Now that I have children, that time is uh, some workout equipment that I have in my garage, my kids playing at my feet and me spending 20, 30, maybe 40 minutes working out with what I have and being okay with that. So I do think you still have time for what's important to you, but you don't have the same time you had before kids. I love it. And I think that's a great point to make to everybody is like expectations, expectations, and it will drive how you feel about this. Okay. This happened this week and and I'm going to call myself out to a certain degree. Right. Um, we getting back into uh CrossFit uh, and we're doing a workout and it was, it was a two part workout. So the first part was like, you had to do X amount of stuff and then you got like a three minute break. Okay. So for all the listeners know, like I create a lot of power, a lot of wattage, you know, I'm strong for a short period of time. But, but 20, 30 minute workouts are not my jam. And, and so, you know, I finished first inside of the, the first part of it. Right. And it had running in it, like shuttle runs. And I was just exhausted. Like I'm trying to catch my breath. I'm like, all right, three minute break. And then the baby starts crying and she's in a stroller. Katie's doing the workout with me. We're in a class, you know, so I have options, right? Like I could let my ego in being competitive, be like, all right, well, Jeremy, you won the first part, right? Now the second part, you know, you could quote, have a fast time. So, but then also part of me was out of breath. I'm like, well, if you pick the baby up, Jeremy, you don't have to go as hard. <laughs> but also I knew that. <laughs> the truth comes up. Right, right, right. I mean, I listen, that thought process was there. I'm letting you guys know. <laughs> but my point to all this was, you know, A, I wanted Katie to finish the workout, right? Without being, um, you know, bothered by the baby. And the fact that I am now good with that at this phase of my life of having three kids and knowing that, you know what, I'm okay if I move for an hour. And sometimes I take what my body gives me and I still push the workouts. You know, I still try to lift as heavy as I can, but I'm also okay with, did I move today? Did it, you know, did I get that workout in, Mm -hmm. you know, so I picked the baby up modified that last part of the workout, just did sit-ups with the baby, the shuttle runs with her. She's laughing, right? I'm still out of breath because I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it to a certain degree that a, I'm safe running with a baby. Right. <laughs> but still like heart rate was up for another 10 minutes, finished the workout just in a modified version, did squats with her. And it was awesome because people saw that. And, and I hope what they saw was, you know, a couple things with that. A, I'm supporting my wife. It's not always the, the, the lady's job to be a caregiver of the kids. Like those are my kids too, right? And then the other fact of like, hey, yes, I'm competitive, right? And and I like to have you know good scores and get stronger and all that. But I also can take a you know step back from that and be like, okay, that was not the time that I need to be stressed about my score on a workout. I think it speaks to the relationship and the communication that you and Katie have too, Jeremy. That clients often forget is so important. Talk to your significant other, talk to your family member, your friends, coworkers, tell them what you're doing and why. Tell them why this is so important to you because the big piece for moms is 
you in that situation, dad, grabbing the baby, because you know that Katie's goals are important too. She needs this. This fills her cup in a way that could propel her through the rest of her day with a good attitude and feeling energized and all these things that are so important to her. But you only know that not because of the space you work in, you know, that because you two communicate about how important that is to you. And I think that's important for clients to know as well. If you're working on a fat loss goal, if you're just on an overall health and wellness journey, you don't have a physique goal, whatever that might be, communicate that to people so that in those moments, dad or family or friends can step in. I I have a client who tells me, she's like, I love my sister because sometimes she'll text me and say, Hey, let me take the kids so you can go to the gym. It's those moments that are so huge for a mom, for any client that we take for granted, but they can only happen if you tell people why it's important. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think, you know, you have to open up about that, right? I see a lot of ladies that, and, and listen, ladies, you can't assume what we think, right? <laughs> you cannot assume that we know, and you know that what we understand what you're thinking, because we don't, right? And we talked about like this a little bit earlier, guys just think different than, than girls, right? Like, you know, and it's just, that's, that's, you know, part of, I think some relationships is like, Hey, we got to work better. And, and by no means, Katie, am I, uh, are we perfect? But once again, do we communicate better now than we did 10 years ago? 100%, right? A hundred percent. And we understand, you know, what's important. And I, you know, I understand when I need to maybe step up and be more of a caregiver role versus just a financial role, right? You know, kind of understand that balance. And then she also knows when sometimes when she needs to step up in different ways. And I think that's just, like you said, having the conversation of mm-hmm. it and making this wellness journey a priority, right? Absolutely. And, and that, it makes it a little bit easier when you understand it is a priority for the significant other. I would challenge anyone who's listening to go to their significant other and say, hey, what are you working towards right now? And how can I best support you with that? You know, it's it's give and take at all times. It's not balanced perfectly. Dylan and I aren't great at this either. Sometimes it's more me working on my goals or more him working on his goals. But go to your significant other and ask them because we need our husbands. We need the dads to ask us this. But also, moms, you need to ask your partner in this journey what they're working towards and how you can best support them. And that communication is just key. And that support can make all the difference in someone achieving their goal with fat loss and someone not achieving their goal. Yeah. Well, I know as we get towards the end of here, you had a couple of questions that you wanted to ask me, right? Which I, now I'm like nervous because I'm feeling like <laughs> put on this, the spot. Um, let's kind of wrap it up with that. You know, throw in the questions this way. And, and like, I'm super, I am super excited about this one, guys. Once again, you know, I know we're, we're just scratching the surface of this conversation because I think there is a lot of things that when it comes down to, you know, um, all joking aside, like guys think different than girls. And I think we're able to bring, a, you know, a little bit more of that emotional thought process and, and thinking into this conversation mm-hmm. versus a lot of times I, I get it. I'm doing X's and O's, right? I'm taking position papers and we're teaching off position papers, right? But I think this does allow us to, you know, A, bring a female perspective into um, the conversation, but also the fact that you're out there helping a lot of moms, Right. And I think that's just going to be this is going to be a cool series, you know, where we can dive into some of these, you know, topics as we grow. Absolutely. No, I'm going to ask you a question, a big question that's in your wheelhouse. You don't have to be nervous, but I will say you are incredible at 
mastering physique and helping people achieve the physique that they want. And I know that a big limiting belief that we run into in motherhood is after we have kids, we will never look the same or we'll never be happy with our bodies. And so a question I wanted to pick your brain on is when it comes to women in fat loss, specifically when you work with someone postpartum at any point after having children, what are some of the big things that are going through your head to help them overcome those limiting beliefs and achieve the physique that maybe they didn't even think was possible again? Well, first of all, ladies, remember, as a husband, we are not as critical about you as you are yourself. I want <laughs> you to remember that. Okay? Like, oh, boobies. Yay. <laughs> like, I get to see them. I'm excited. Okay? <laughs> just remember that. I just want to say that to start out with, right? But I also want to say a lot of times, some of the things that you will learn inside this wellness journey, you didn't know before you had kids. Right. So we're talking about best physique. You can actually, in a lot of cases, I think, have a better physique. Right. What I mean by that is more muscle tone. Right. Carry more muscle tissue, less body fat. Right. As you grow older. Right. Because you're learning that resistance training is very important. Mm -hmm. You're learning that consuming the right amount of protein is very important. You know, so a lot of times I would, you know, put it back to the females and, and say, hey, you're actually going to have a better overall physique. Right. And especially we, we do this, I'm sure you do this sometimes with, with your females. A lot of times, you know, a female might be resistant. Um, ooh, look at this combination, resistant to doing resistance training. And we will ask them, hey, go out and get a photo of a lady's physique that you want to look mm -hmm. like. Show me that physique that you, in your mind, this is the physique you want to have. And then you and I as coaches, we can be like, okay, this female does resistance training. Mm -hmm. This is how this female trains. This is how I want yes. you to train so that's probably the biggest thing that I that I have seen in in working with females is letting them know that a it's okay to, to do resistance training, right? It's okay to carry some muscle tissue. Your weight actually might be higher than it's ever been, but you still have the look that you want because we're going to gain one. muscle tissue, right? Mm -hmm. So I think those are the biggest things. And then all joking aside, don't be as critical on yourself. You know, I promise, like you know, your significant other loves you and a lot of times you know you're you're you no matter if you just had the baby you know whatever that trouble area is that you're thinking of we probably don't even notice it right like that's that's the reality so that's my my relationship advice for today <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it no i mean jeremy gosh there's you know we could dive into hours of conversation just about hormones and and everything metabolic function and what plays into fat loss that mothers may feel is a limit on their results that's actually false right we just right. have all these beliefs of why we can't lose weight but we can save a lot of those for another time because i know that there's topics we could dive into and spend a whole episode talking about 100% now i am going to ask you to do a kind of a summary, right? Because I always like to have action items, okay? Mm -hmm. um, you know, when people listen to this, you know, like I don't want people to walk away and be like, well, it's great information, but what do I do, right? Absolutely. You know, so I took some notes as we were rolling through here and I'm just going to kind of throw them back out there and then you can kind of, you know, wrap it up with your thoughts, you know? So if we've got the female that maybe isn't on their journey, right? Because I got it. You know, a lot of people listen to the podcast, like they're on their journey, right? You know, they'll probably pull some nuggets out of this and be like, well, I never really thought about it. You know, but especially with us, you know, sharing this to, you know, new plans to share it to your podcast. We're going to get some new listeners, I think, you know, come across it. And I want them to realize, like, if they're in that process, if you're a new mom out there or, you know, just a new person to your journey and you're a mom, you know, 
look through the things we talked about. Okay. One, it's not all or nothing. Don't think that, you know, you can only be a mom or you can only be quote into fitness. I want you to understand that you can have both right now. You, you touched on this earlier and I would say, remember balance looks different for all of us. Balance doesn't mean nine to five, right? Balance, you know, might shift a little bit. And you said this with you and your husband's husband's goal. Sometimes shifting and letting Katie train more than me is part of our balance, mm -hmm. right? And we're in that right now. Katie's training for um, Leadville 100 mountain bike race, right? She gets the priority this year of training over me. And then next year I get to pick a fun event. I get a training as a priority, mm -hmm. right? But it's still, we understand that wellness and being healthy leads our kids the correct way, right? So we alternate years on who gets the quote unquote priority of the big event. That's how we've learned to find balance, right? Do your two to three day time management or recall, right? I think that's a big powerful when, when you're saying, well, I just don't have time. I got you. We're busy. We will never say that, you know, we have more time than you or you got the same amount of time or whoever because we don't understand the situation. What we're saying is when we work with individuals, we tend to point out that they have a little bit more time than what they think using this tool enables you to figure that out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Love this one that you gave us. You're going to want to quit. Once you decide you're going to start your journey, you're going to want to quit in four to six weeks. Don't you're not quitting on us. You're quitting on yourself. If you decide to stop at that time. And then the one I loved, and I think it was probably the biggest mental thing that, that I pulled out of today's conversation was expectations right? Making sure that you set the expectations up, not only for your wellness journey, but setting expectations up um, of maybe going away from what that mindset is that, well, as a mom, I have to put everybody else first, or as a mom, I can't have mm -hmm. success. And and that's honestly what I would say to tie it all together, Jeremy, if you're anyone on your health and wellness journey, but especially for my parents out there, my big reminder with this, this podcast episode is that you deserve to be a priority too. And giving more to yourself doesn't mean giving less to your kids. That's that's not how you have to look at it. There's a, a quote by Ed Milet that I live by in my parenthood journey, and it's that habits are caught, not taught. We can say that eating healthy is important and exercising daily is important and reading books is important, but ultimately your kids are going to grow up with the value. They're going to grow up valuing the things that they witnessed you doing. And so when you think that making yourself a priority takes from them, you're actually giving back to them in a huge way. You're letting them be a part of it. You're letting them witness the result of taking care of yourself. And so that's just my big reminder. If you're listening and, and you're struggling with this is that you deserve to be a priority too. I love it. Show, show them, don't tell them, right? Because right. they're, they're always watching. Mm -hmm. Elena, I've had an awesome time. <laughs> we will it's so good to hang out with you. It is like, and, and, and what's cool is, and I think the listeners kind of know this by now, like sometimes we have, uh, you know, I wouldn't even call them scripts. A lot of times we do have things like we want to talk about. Um, and then, you know, when I talk, I'm like, we don't need an outline. We're just going to talk. We're just going to hang um, out. Now, with that being said, what we would like, um, you know, in my female listeners out there, moms out there, if you have certain topics that you would like us to, to cover, right, you want us to geek out on cortisol levels or, you know, menstrual cycles or fill in the blank, let us know. We'll make that as a topic. Uh, we can bring it to this, you know, these episodes that we do together um, and continue, you know, once again, putting education out there, you know, that fits, you know, everyone, but also with this a certain niche, right? And what we're going after with our series, you know, with Elena is going to be moms out there, you know, that once again, unfortunately put others before yourself. And what I'm asking is you don't have to put yourself before others. Just put it on the same level. Yep. Just give yourself but, a little time. 
Yep. Put it on the same level and, and see what happens. So I appreciate you, my friend. Until next time, I hope you guys have a great day. If you loved this episode of Moms Working Overtime, do me a favor, share it on social media or send it to another mom to remind her that you love her and that she's doing such an amazing job. There's nothing more incredible that we can do in this community than remind other mamas of their strength. I'm so glad you were here today and just know that I appreciate you an overtime amount.